Hey, welcome back to another episode of Ask a Jew, where a secular sinner Israeli, uh, that's me, talks to her uh, pious, religious, God-fearing friend, Hialeah. We are the Brandy and Monica of Judaism, uh, except that we will never fight over men because Hialeah isn't really allowed to talk to them. So... (laughs) Who are Brandy huge, and Monica? I have a huge... What do you mean, who are Brandy and Monica? You don't, don't know the song, The Boy Is Mine, from the 90s? I don't Did know you that. Just, I'm so sorry. No. Wow. Brandy I was, and I Monica? Was, yeah. You know, the boy is mine. Nobody wants to hear what you're saying. But, <laughs> no, wow. Well, this is me. the first 90s I reference know. that you're not catching. I'm so um, sorry. I failed. Is it, did your parents not let you listen to hip hop? Oh, I mean, that was uh, hip hop in the nineties. <laughs> it was not a big thing in our home. No, I was. I, I was going to go. I was. had this whole like ten minute <laughs> intro set up where I was going to tell you all about um, Brandy's brother Ray J, who was in the the Kim Kardashian sex tape. He was like the co star. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I so, know okay, that so you so you know about that, but you don't that know I- about the boy is mine. <laughs> I mean, that's how Kim Kardashian got famous, right? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, Ray J, too, <laughs> to an extent. I mean, wow. Where is well, that guy now? I don't know. But, you know, I, I think... Um, uh, it must be I difficult. I, hopefully, he's still working on his film career. <laughs> oh, my God. But can you imagine being, like, in something so famous and the other person you're in it with becomes this, like, billionaire who's super famous. Yeah. Who has, like, all this stuff. But actually, Kim was in the news today. Did you see that story about her and Kanye? No. What happened? I just, honestly, I didn't delve deeply into this. I haven't done a full investigation. Okay. But I did see some headlines that um, Kanye is upset that... She's been posting their daughter on TikTok. And their he daughter said, has she has her own TikTok. Right. And he said, well, what do I do as a divorce? He said publicly, what do I do as a divorced dad when my, I don't want my child to be on TikTok? Whoa. Did, so, did he give her a get? Is that <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> I, I don't think they need a get. They are not Jewish. So, I mean, shockingly, <laughs> the Kardashians are not Jewish. Thank God the Kardashians are not Jewish. Like, I wonder if Armenian people are like cringe when they hear about the Kardashians. I have a lot of respect for them personally. Like, you do? Oh my God. These women, I mean, they have worked their asses off, literally and figuratively, to build an <laughs> empire. I mean, what they are like, they are, in my mind, the American dream incarnate. Like, look at them. I mean, the mom, yeah. what she's done. Look at what she's done with her kids. I I mean, I don't want my kids doing that. But like (laughs) she, I just, I admire them. They work really hard. It's not, look, it's not our style, but. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love hard work uh, more than the the next Jew, um, (laughs) you know, maybe, I don't know. They could put that hard work into something else. But uh, I don't know if this, is this the reason people tune into our podcast to hear about um, the latest Kardashian gossip? I think so. Or should we only talk about feel, Jewish celebrities? Oh, sh- oh, are we only going to talk about Jewish celebrities now? I, I feel like we don't want to, um, you know, what's the word that they say now that you're not supposed to speak for other people? Oh, you can that's only, true. If, if, you're, if you're a Jew, you can only talk about other Jews. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> one of our themes is about people who we thought were Jewish. So oh, I think that's, that's true. We should talk about Whoopi Goldberg, who has oh, adopted yeah. <laughs> a Jewish name. 
That's true. I did think she was Jewish probably for most of my life. Did you? Yeah. I mean, why not? I feel like it makes more sense that. I thought she was a nun. So (laughs) I don't I'm not sure. (laughs) It makes more sense to me. If I meet a, a black person whose last name is very Jewish. It would make more sense to me that they're Jewish than right. that they change their name to a Jewish name to fit right, in to Hollywood, which that's is, true. I guess, uh, the reason. Talking um, about Whoopi Goldberg, though, did you yes. like the movie Ghost? Um, wait, I with Patrick Swayze? Yeah, because she's in that. She plays that really? the one who sees him. Remember? I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. That's her best um, movie. I do love Patrick Swayze, though. May he rest in peace. May, may he rest in peace. So, what do you say that? How do you say that in like Jewish? Zichron Olivracha. Zichron Olivracha, right, right. <laughs> Wait, um, but can I just say something about the movie Ghost? That's why I brought it yes. up. Because that was the, I remember the t- first time I saw that movie, I was probably 11 or 12. I don't know. And How did you it was, see that movie? Well, it. Uh, let me tell, this is a crazy okay. story. Is the first time that my father said to me, that I could rent a, a movie with him and we would watch it together. Like, I was okay. not going to have to watch the baby movies that everyone else watched. Oh, and, and your father like, thought it was about ghost about the Holy Spirit. Well, <laughs> I don't know what he thought, <laughs> but we started watching that movie. And let me tell you, it was uncomfortable. Okay. That was not Wait, a, that's a enjoyable movie. There's I like, know. There's like he, ghost sexy. Oh my God. He regretted it immediately when they start with that, like, you know, making the bowl with the oh you know, yeah, that famous yeah. scene Very where they're sexy. doing yeah, he was not comfortable. So I wow. still I still cringe at that. That would be an uncomfortable uh, for for eleven year old secular person. I know. I to know. watch with their father. It has just... it has it turned you off um, ceramics for your whole life? No, I always thought that when you make a ceramic on a whatever that thing is called, that automatically uh, someone hot comes behind you and helps you. <laughs> And so my friends and I actually took a ceramics class a few years ago. If my friends are listening, they'll remember. But we made, I, you should, I thought I'd be so good at it because I watched Ghost so many times. I mean, I couldn't even make the tiniest little pencil holder. I kept breaking it. It was just not. It was you not. You probably exciting. didn't like close your eyes enough and like sway. I just didn't have the right song playing in the background. You didn't have the I right song. I think that playing was it. I know. In the background. So what do you think uh, about the whoopee uh, controversy this week? The whoopee controversy. Oh, my God. I, I can't even remember. So, you know, I went through all the motions. Uh, if people I know, I know we have listeners from all over the world. So if they haven't heard about this, uh, Whoopi Goldberg um, on The View said something. Uh, I don't know. They're talking about the Holocaust because it's like our show. They always talk about the Holocaust. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, how many minutes are we in now? We I know. Here we are. Put a note. Three minutes the- in. Yeah. Talking about the Holocaust. Uh, and um, she had an argument with some one of the panelists where she said the Holocaust was not about race. It was about, um, you know, two white groups fighting each other. Um, my point of view is that it is a very dumb thing to say. Um, and people say dumb things. And maybe, I don't know, maybe this is a, a kind of a different perspective from some people. But I think people are allowed to say dumb things and then when they do we should tell them hey you said something really dumb and then right. we can all just move on but Wouldn't i that you know be nice i i, I see it it, it kind of happened the same week as like the joe rogan you know issues and it, it's like show me a show that somebody talks for three and a half hours or that somebody talks every day and, and, and I'll give you any example that you want of them saying something offensive or stupid right and 
and maybe this comes from a place of like utter disrespect and disdain for celebrities. But I'm like, yeah, I didn't expect anything else from Whoopi Goldberg or anybody on TV. I just don't expect them to necessarily be like people were shocked. Like, how did she not know? How did she? I'm like, I don't know, because they're all stupid. Well, my thing is, if she wasn't an anti-Semite before, she definitely is one now. (laughs) Because (laughs) a two-week suspension, and I heard she's really pissed off about it. If she didn't think the Jews control the media before, she does now. Um, Look, I think that Whoopi Goldberg is a dumbass and shouldn't ever say anything about the Holocaust because she doesn't know anything about it. So don't comment on it. I definitely don't think she should be suspended. I think it's a dumb show. Probably they say 10 dumb things every single episode that Uh should be cancelable. (laughs) Um, And I don't know why we make a big deal about these things. I really cannot stand, like, this idea of banning everything that people don't like. Just, like, stop it. Jews also focus, and this is true of of a lot of different, you know, religions or races, but we'll talk about Jews because this is the the number one um, source for anti-Semitic Jews. Um, (laughs) They, they f- always focus on the not always, but they focus a lot on the wrong fucking things. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like uh, yeah, she said something stupid. It's stupid, but this is not harmful to the Jewish people. You want to talk about harmful to the Jewish people? Let's talk about members of Congress using like right. you know anti-Semitic right. slurs, and let's talk about um, you know well, how about that, that, the the attacks on Hasidic Jews that happened this week and last week in Brooklyn? Like yeah. a number of them. Right. That never gets talked about. People just don't get outraged about that. But Whoopi Goldberg said something and it's like, oh, you know. Yeah. People get outraged about things that are, I think, are easy to be outraged about. And, you know, I was looking through Twitter and I don't know if this is a a testimony to people being more normal or maybe just Twitter's algorithm being so good that it's only showing me things I agree with. But (laughs) it seemed like everybody on my timeline and, you know, I have like some Chabad people, some like, you know, ultra Zionist Israelis were just like, okay, like enough. We got it. She said something stupid. We're over it. She should have uh, maybe a a Holocaust survivor on the show. Maybe, I don't know, just go to coffee with a rabbi and like, like, like remember Nick Cannon? He did that. And he had like a conversation, I think with like Barry Weiss or something. It was awesome. Like, he's like, yeah, Yeah. I, I, I regret that. But it's not like Jews. You are not helping with all this cancellation stuff. And also I don't think, it's coming from Jews. I think it's. I think it's coming from like this, you know, like this it's whole from like the corporate media who like yeah, this whole like we need to repent, we need to do yeah. better. I'm like, you know what? Here's my, here's my theme for the show. Nobody needs to do better. All right, you're all <laughs> no. doing okay. You're just do like you know. <laughs> That's nobody the cares. opposite of what we believe. Actually, yeah, we every day we could do less. a little better. Oh, yeah, <laughs> every day you should do a little bit less. Um, oh yeah, but this whole, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of over it. I wonder if two, three years ago I would say the same thing. Um, but um, I think on behalf of the Jews, Whoopi, we're, we're cool. We're cool. You know, I mean, she's, she's an idiot and we should mock her. Yeah, yeah, she's an idiot and we should mock her. Um, but but she apologized. Yeah. And Are you a free like, speech absolutist? Because I, I am. I like to think that I am, but I, um, I have to... Uh, constant. I, I'm constantly faced with the question of whether I am or I'm not. Which, and ultimately, I come on the side of free speech. But the right. fact that I that it's it's there, the question does come up for me to time to time. Probably means I'm not an 
No, um, that's okay. There are absolutely. really hard cases. I mean, there are yeah. times where it's a really difficult question. But about I, I do believe be in in more speech. Yeah. Um, and I also believe that you know what you said at the beginning. Yeah. If she's not anti-Semitic before, she is now. I think the the backlash causes a huge, um, you know, like negative effect. So you know, let's take people people uh, uh, voting for Trump, for example, right? So right. a lot of people became Trump supporters or voters for Trump because because of that huge backlash of, you know, how could you even think of voting for Trump? He's a racist, he's this, he's that, before he even did anything like stupid or racist. Right, right. Um, so I think the, the backlash um, and the trying to kind of shut down different opinions causes a lot of people to actually feel, um, you know, not comfortable in the mainstream, yeah. if that makes sense. I would just like a week to go by where there's no stories about the Jewish people in the news. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> yeah, like, like our, just, um, our editor, Mickey, Mickey the Moel, said about yeah. our show. He said, you always have something to talk about because bad things are always happening to Jews. I just want a week. Like, nothing. I don't want to hear a single thing about the Jews in the news. Nothing. Not about Israel. Yeah. Not about Jews in America. I just, nothing for a week. Yeah. That's what I I always want. say that about Israel, you know. I, I mean, as much as I love Israel... I, I think people talk about Israel too much. Yeah. Like, you know, let it go. Like, why are you so obsessed with me? As um, they said it's on Mean Girls. Exactly. And you know what it's like? It's like, you know, when mm. your parents tell you when you're little, like, oh, they're being mean to you because they're jealous of you. I'm like yeah. starting to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why are you so obsessed with us? Stop. Yep. Just stop. Yeah. Like, go um, focus on other people. I mean, we're having the Olympics in freaking China right now. Do you understand? China. They have concentration camps there. Like, maybe someone can spend some time discussing uh, excuse that. Excuse me, Kailia. This, this, in this uh, podcast, we do not platform Asian hate. Okay, I'm sorry. So, please do not talk about China. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean. I forgot it, that part. It's, sorry. It's, it's crazy. And, the, you know, the people, obviously, I'm joking because the people who I know who are the most uh, critical of the Chinese regime are Chinese Americans. Exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, it is, it is some kind of an obsession. I will say uh, the one thing I do like about Israelis is that we have a pretty good sense of humor about these things. Yeah, we so, have to. I remember um, during, you know, during the war, um, people would uh, be like trolling trolls. So <laughs> there was one really viral thing that went around where somebody like attacked somebody on uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And like, you know, die fucking Jews, all the beautiful, you know, words. Um, it's never about like, you know, it's never about like geopolitical thing. It, it's right. very, it very quickly goes from like, you know whatever criticism you have to like to your Hitler to yeah. Hitler was right. <laughs> right, um, right. But the the guy who was attacking the troll had a picture of Messi of the, the soccer star. Mm -hmm. So then the guy um, who he was chatting with or he was attacking started telling him, you know, Messi's Jewish, right? And the guy's like, no, he's not. And he's like, yeah, he's a big star here. And he sh he put he showed him a photo of like this like like commercial that Messi did in Israel. So oh it's like God. Messi with like Hebrew letters oh around him. And the guy God. was like, no. <laughs> That's the best way to troll them, though. It is. I mean, I don't know. I think a sense of humor is a good way to deal of with. Of course. Are you going to watch attacks. the Winter Olympics? Sense of humor and guns. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> am I going to watch the Winter Olympics? If I don't, it won't be because of a boycott. It will just be because I don't care. 
Um, <laughs> right. Even I'm though a, I do I love, love the Winter, winter Olympics. Really? I love it. Oh, my God. I could watch curling all day. <laughs> and I think I'd be really good at it because it's sweeping. I heard it's really hard. It's sweeping. I mean, You're it's right. Sweeping. You know how many floors I've swept in my life? Like, I would probably be good. <laughs> what and about, it like, look snowboarding? Like I don't know. It doesn't pipe. look like a sport you sweat at. Like, I feel like I could yeah. do it. What about the bobsledding thing? Oh, my God. No, I cannot fit into that little thing and then go down a tube. That's not for me. <laughs> Why are there no Jews in the Winter Olympics? We, our people are not very good with cold. Uh, no, we're a desert people. Yeah, but it's strange because we spent so many years in like Russia and Poland and That's all these true. cold places. What did we do that whole time? Could we have not have picked up a skill? A ski? Like, Could they not have like, picked up a ski in the shtetl? Exactly. I mean, I was just, um, I'm actually, I'm on the road right now. Um, oh, and well, yeah. I, where are you? Yeah. So right now I'm in Colorado, but uh, I was in Utah. It's beautiful. Oh, home um, of the Jews. Home of the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, working uh, working from home. So kind of, you know, working during the day. So and not then, working. Yeah, go so on. <laughs> trying. Uh, but I, I was skiing for a little bit, and uh, it is a very uh, non-Jewish, uh, non-Jewish dominated field. Let me yeah, tell you, that. I think so. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine our grandparents? My grandmother was like four foot ten and weighed two fifty. You think she could ski? Like my grandmother cross country skied, skied, but that's because she was like an, a, a Polish uh, Ashkenazi elite. Oh, of course, an elite. Yeah, so she probably did it because other Jews didn't do it. Actually, you know, today's the, I, I, just talking about my grandmother and the Holocaust, of course, today's yes. the anniversary of her death, tw- uh, her yard site. Yeah. 12 years ago. So just a, a, a mention to my grandmother, who was a great woman, but uh, definitely she... not a skier. What would, <laughs> what would, I don't know your grandmother and I find this hilarious, but what would she think about this podcast? She would just say, take care, do something useful. That's what she would say. <laughs> Do something useful with your well, time. Read a okay, book. Okay, well, I have I have I have a uh, grandma, I got you because I do have a question. <laughs> okay. From Can't a listener. Wait. Yeah, and let's that go. is um and that is useful, right? That's useful. Hold on. We are doing the work for people. We are educating them. We are We are giving them, them something to think about, something to laugh at, at least in our uh, own minds. <laughs> okay, I'm pulling it up right now uh, from our friend who Wishes to uh, remain anonymous. Oh, boy. Um, Okay. So the question is this. I just moved and my new landlord is an Orthodox Jew. What is a polite way to ask my landlord what sect he is and what he might particularly appreciate? So I think this friend is trying to figure out how to get on the good side of her landlord. And also, I have a confession to make. I didn't realize there were different types of Orthodox Jews. <laughs> they were all the same. Like Christian. Yeah. I didn't realize there were different types of Christians either. I know, so how would true. how would you like, okay, so how would she know? I mean, she could just ask what sect he belongs to. Um, but but what, I mean, how, if like you that, know, just like what yeah. what kind of Jew are you? What no, you can say like what group of Hasidim are you, or I don't know. I mean, she could sort of ask if if one knows you can see them and see what they're wearing and you can kind of figure out based on like their mm. clothing sometimes okay. um, but that's like you have to be really kind of in the community to understand all the nuance mm. to the dressing um but there's nothing wrong with asking and just being like oh are you a chassid and what group no of but see we don't do we to? don't i don't know the we don't know these words so right what, like like <laughs> t- like tell me from beginning to end like what the question is so um okay 
orthodoxy is, I think, I mean, have we not discussed this on the podcast before? But okay, I'll, I'll just go for it again. So <laughs> okay. you can fast forward this if you've already heard me answer this question. But um, orthodoxy has a spectrum. And, you know, obviously there's modern orthodoxy and then to the left, I would say. And then to the right, uh, you have ultra-Orthodox people, or Haredim, as we call them. Um, mm-hmm. Within the Haredi community, there's a division between Hasidim, okay, mm-hmm. Hasids, as we call it in our little podcast friend group, um, and then there are non-Hasids. So the Hasidim, which is, you know, they are broken down into different sects because mm-hmm. the Hasidim came, I mean, basically it was a movement that started um, in Eastern Europe by the famous rabbi, the Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, who kind of brought this new idea of Hasidic philosophy out into the world. Mm-hmm. It was a total change from like what existed before. Before it was like the community, the religious Orthodox community revolved around like Torah study. And like, it was a very different type of relationship with God and a relationship within the community. And the Baal Shem Tov kind of spoke to like a poor, um, struggling, you know, community, people who were just desperate. I mean, it was horrible in the, I mean, we're talking about early 1700s, right? Like horrible, right? And that's when, is that when Judaism became more happy with like dancing? Exactly. Hasidic philosophy brought in a lot of that kind of spirituality where it was like. So Tevye from Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, he would have probably been a chassid if he was real. <laughs> okay. And and it was it was really more about like being able to have a personal relationship with God, whether or not you were a Torah scholar, right? Like it didn't have to be that you were an elite Torah scholar and, you know, maybe brilliant in like Jewish law in order to be close to Hashem, close to God. And that's what Hasidic philosophy taught us. Like it's in within you to be able to connect to God in a personal relationship. And with and and mainly to connect through joy and happiness. So, and also being a very strict and drinking. Torah observer, right? And mm-hmm. so then there that brought in an element of like, yeah, exactly, joy. I mean, when what you think about joy, brought it. So the Baal Shem Tov taught it, and then he had students, and they kind of spread out and taught this idea. And then in like all over Eastern Europe, um, there was this con- like it's called a Rebbe, which is the leader of the community. Um, they would settle and like build a court around them basically of followers and so that's how you have all the different sects of Hasidim so Mm -hmm. I belong to Chabad right I'm a Chabad Hasid and so we came from the city of Lubavitch that was a city in Russia and Mm -hmm. there was that was Reb Schneir Zalman of Liadi he was the first Chabad Rebbe and then his son you know then it stayed in that family on and on each Rebbe you know one after another and people became Hasidim of that Rebbe and mm-hmm. it happened in many different cities all over, many towns and shtetls and cities all over Eastern Europe. So you have Hungarian Hasidim, like Satmar, for example, which is a huge one. That's probably the biggest sect. Um, and they are different than Chabad, right? They have their own set of customs. We have a lot in common, but we also are very different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but the Satmar, aren't they kind of annoying? Aren't they like... No. I mean... <laughs> are they kind of annoying? I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of them. No, they're okay. not all annoying. Well, who are the people I'm thinking of? I'm sorry. So, I'm being no, very no, ignorant. That's okay. But but this is Ask a Jew podcast. Exactly. So res- respect my question. I do. Um, is it, uh, who are the people who are like anti-Israel? Yeah, so Satmar. Satmar? Right, so Satmar is not, is I would say is pretty anti-Zionist in general. They do mm-hmm. not believe very much in the, like the secular state of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, but within Satmar, I mean, the vast majority of people are normal and 
like okay. would not be, uh, you know, fanatical about it. Then there's like a very, very, very fringe group mm-hmm. that I would consider like the Westboro Baptist Church of Christianity, okay. right? And they're and called the Tory Carta. Oh, Tory Carta. Okay. And they the are so fringe. Like. Okay. Right. Exactly. We don't like them. They're horrible. They're the ones that go to Iran and they protest with the Palestinians. Like they're just, but they are such a fringe group. Nobody, nobody really believes that. Not even. The majority of Satmar Hasidim, I would hmm. say. Um, and yeah, so the, and then like there's tons of groups. I mean, there's Ger, which is huge, and there's Bells and Bubov. I'm just naming a bunch of different Hasidic sects. Is it but. like West Side Story? Does Chabad and Satmar like do dance offs? Yeah. <laughs> <to>, like, <laughs> Actually, Chabad and Satmar have a very interesting history because there was a lot of. Um, there was some fighting between the groups. Um, mm-hmm. They Satmar really did not appreciate a lot of what Chabad was doing in America in the 60s and 70s with like doing outreach and because, you know, they're a very insular community and yeah, yeah. they felt like it was really un, like unbecoming um, what we were doing. And so there was a lot of fighting, but now it's very different. I mean, I think most people get along now. We don't really marry between our, our groups. Like most Hasidic, like especially Chabad, like will marry other Chabad people mm-hmm. and don't really marry too much within the other Hasidic sects. But within the other Hasidic sects, I think there's more um, intermarriage and, you know, what are the, they're what more are the, similar. What are the people from Shtisl? Um, I don't know if it ever says what kind of Hasidim they are. They are just like international, I guess. Like, I don't know. They never, I don't remember if they ever Generic. specify. Generic, yeah. They never um, really, I don't know if they ever specify what group they are. Okay, but, but Chabad is more like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you'll see like Chabad people like mingling and, and amongst yeah. Chabad's like, very the normies. Different. Yeah. Uh, Chabad dresses like, differently. Some, yeah. some are will like avert their eyes, right? Yeah. If they see like, yeah, yeah. okay. It's a very different, but we have a lot of things in common. Like we are all Hasidim. So a lot of our customs are the same. A lot of the, you know, the way we keep kosher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, you know, a lot of different things. But, you know, then there's things that are not similar. And like, for example, the way we dress, right? The Satmars dress really like what you would see in like a, you know. For hats. Yeah, for hats, the long side locks. Um, our Rebbe didn't do that. Like we, so mm. the, the men wear fedoras and they cut their sideburns, but we still have long beard. You know, the men have, well, I guess some women too, oh, but have long beards. <laughs> so there's little like nuanced differences um, between how people dress. And like on Shabbat, like the men wear like a silk coat. And in Chabad, it looks a little different, but still they wear a coat. You know, like there's just yeah. little nuanced differences. Interesting. So this is yeah. a good guide to like spot a Jew yeah. and know what they are. Um, okay, so back right. to our friend's question. So how would she, would she say like, what sect are you? Yeah, I mean, you can just say like, are you, are you, are you Hasidic? Are you in the Hasidic community? And if yeah. they would say yes, you can say, well, what sect are you? And then they can answer. And there's a hundred sects. So some of them are really small and kind of, mm. you know, minor. And some of them are very big. And some of them are like really hipster. He's like, you probably haven't heard of us. We're very <laughs> we're exclusive. So, we're the, yeah, I'm trying we're to think so of which cool. the hipster would be. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's a what hard. Can, that's a what hard can question. she uh, can she bring him like I don't know booze for Shabbat? Yeah, yeah, kosher but, wine or booze? I would say. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. for like. Is there any holidays coming up? <laughs> Purim. 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 Is Purim. Up. <gasps> when is Purim? Well, inter- good question, Yael, because we are in the month of Adar right now, but we have two Adars this year. Do you know that? What? No. Yes. <laughs> See, this is why people use like. January, February, March. 
But okay, continue. Because Jew, you know, the Jewish calendar is a lunar calendar, but mm-hmm. we also re- we kind of reconcile it with the solar calendar because Jewish holidays are meant to be in a specific season. So like Passover has to be in the spring. Right? Do Jews and believe in astrology? Kind of, but not the not <laughs> we don't the have newspaper, to get into it now. not the newspaper but, kind. But um, okay, yeah. So our holidays have to be in a specific season, unlike Islam, mm-hmm. by the way, where they also are lunar calendar, but they don't reconcile it with the solar calendar. That's why Ramadan can be like any time of the year. They have it mm-hmm. sometimes in the summer, in the winter. But in Judaism, we um, our holidays have to be in certain uh, seasons. Mm-hmm. So every, and I'm not going to get into details, but every in a 19-year cycle, there are seven um, years that we add a month to that become a leap year. So what do you people have to complicate? This is a leap year. (laughs) We add add a whole month. So we have two months of Adar. We have Adar one and Adar two. And we are now. Could it be your birthday twice? Uh, Well, that's a good question. Sometimes. I mean, if you're born in Adar one, like Mm -hmm. you only get your birthday seven times in 19 years. But oh, wow. But but really, you celebrate in Adar two. But um, okay. Yeah, so it's it works out. But so, so Purim, when is so Purim in a regular year would be in two weeks, but because um, it's a leap year, it's going to be in about five weeks. Because it's, what, this, it's what an day two. for us uh, for us uh, heathens? Oh my what god, what day would that it's be? Sometime oh in March. I mean, what do you call that? Do March? What do you call that? That in uh, March? Exactly. It's March seventeenth. Actually, it's on Saint okay. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Jews and the Irish are going to (laughs) get fucked up. Um, (laughs) And I'm sorry for using that word. I know it's not a nice word, the F word, but it is in the Torah that you need to get fucked up in Purim, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. I will will leave that to your interpretation. No, but But we do drink. We do drink on Purim. But aren't you supposed to drink to the point where you're not? Yeah, you don't know the difference between... the good yeah, guys and the bad guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, that's how I try to sell people on Judaism sometimes, because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we, you know, we part. Not, not that we recruit. Like, sorry, yeah. you can't join. But just so you know, we have a lot with like we have this one holiday. It's really happy, and you're supposed to drink a lot. Yeah, it's and like also Mormons, Passover. Imagine Mormons. Like, you can't mm-hmm. have coffee or soda or alcohol. You should join us. And then Jews come along. We're like, oh, we have Purim and we have mm-hmm. really good food. Just don't tell anybody about circumcision and like the other weird things we do. <laughs> like, we'll just we'll tell you only the good stuff. Yeah. It's like once you join in, then, you know, it, it, you it's find first you have to else. do the sale, the sale part. <laughs> um, are you so Purim is for for people who don't know, I will explain to you. Purim is like Halloween, but for Jews. Um, and uh, Chayla is like cringing at my explanation. <laughs> but, um, no, please explain they, it to us, you secular Israeli. Tell us about basically. <laughs> I'll tell you something happened bad. There was a king in Persia, in in Iran, and he and there was a Jew, and then the king married the Jew's wife. No, and then <laughs> and Ay, then and then they had a big they, like Chayla. They had an orgy. Oh, my God. No, you know that that's what happened. They had a big feast. What do you think feast means? <laughs> oh they had a God. big feast. And oh then no. and then we eat uh, hamantashen. Wow. Okay. That is the Whoopi Goldberg version of Purim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll do better. Um, 
Next tell, week, tell we are going to be reading the Book of Esther on this podcast so that Yael can learn. Ooh, can I tell you, <laughs> before you explain to us uh, about Purim, I'll, can I tell you a funny story? Sure. I was um, dating this guy once uh, who wasn't Jewish, surprise. And uh, it was it was Purim, and he lived in Brooklyn. So I, I took the subway. And then on the way to the subway, this guy, you know, this Hasidic guy is like, are you Jewish? And I'm, I always like to talk to these people. So I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know, it's Purim and it's, it's a mitzvah to read the Megillah. Right. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. And he's like, do you want, do you want me to read the Megillah to you? Uh, Cause it's a mitzvah. And I'm like, right. sure. Cause I'm like, who am I to turn down a mitzvah? Right. So we literally go into this guy's van, <laughs> but this is like one of those Chabad vans. Yeah. And I sit in the front seat and he sits in the driver's seat. And he just reads the whole thing to me, you know, like they do. And I'm just sitting there. And then I had to explain to my boyfriend why I was late because I was like sitting in a van with a strange man who had to read an ancient text to me. That is so that's such a cute story. <laughs> it's Thank so you. cute. And in particular for me, because my son like spent a lot of time learning how to do that, how to read mm-hmm. the Megillah like that. And he's so proud of himself because he spends the whole day of Purim doing that, where he'll just Aww. like find Jews and be like, can I read the Megillah to you? And he does it in like 17 minutes or 16 minutes. Every year he like challenges himself to do it faster and faster. Aww. And I know. And like last so year, So imagine Purim, me sitting it. there for 15 minutes being I like, know. Mm. I know. <laughs> but I did get a bag of, of candy at the end. Oh, so good. there's that. Yeah. That's so um, okay, funny. so tell us in less than 17 minutes what the story of Purim Oh my God, is. I'll tell in two minutes. It was the Jews were exiled from the land of Israel after the destruction of the first temple, and they were brought to Persia basically at the time. And the king there ends up, I mean, I'm not going to go into all the details how he has his first wife killed, and then he's looking for Vashti. a wife. And he, yeah, Vashti. And then he ends up uh, marrying Esther, who was the Who niece, was the sister of the Jew. Yeah, or niece or cousin okay, or whatever niece, of Mordechai whatever. the Jew. Yeah. And, uh, there was this bad guy, Haman, and he wanted to get rid of the Jews. He hated them with a passion, and he hated Mordechai in particular. And he w- convinced the king to sign a decree that they're going to kill all the Jews on uh, the 14th day of Adar, which is Purim. Mm-hmm. And um, Purim actually means lottery because that was the date that they came out with on the, when they made the lottery of when it should happen hmm. for poor. And... Um, to make a long story short, um, the king did not know that Esther was Jewish. It was hidden from him the whole time that he when even when he married her, um, she had kept it hidden. And eventually she came out to him and said, I'm a Jew and, you know, you're destroying my people, blah, blah, blah. And she saved the Jewish people. Her and Mordechai saved them because they had uh, they convinced the king to hang Haman and his terrible family and wow. uh, save the Jews. So-, so it became a big holiday. Well, first of all, the king saved them. So I think Whatever. we should be celebrating the no, king. No, the king did not save them. <laughs> and this sounds oddly like uh, the plot of Aladdin, where there is, <laughs> right? Is Haman Jafar? Kind of. Yes. Did he have a parrot? Did he I have do any think ant- of him like that. animals? When yeah. you grow up in, in, um, in a Haredi community, you're taught how uh, there's a scene in the in the story where Haman had to lead Mordechai for a, a long story, but he had to lead Mordechai through the town on the king's horse wearing the king's clothing as a reward mm-hmm. for something that Mordechai did. And um, Haman's wife, Zeresh, thought that it was her husband that was sitting on the horse and that Mordechai was leading him, whatever. It's a long story. Mm-hmm. But she ends up throwing trash out of her window to land on the king's. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we learn as kids. And she, like, threw her garbage onto what she thought onto was Mordechai. Onto her husband? Well, she thought it was Mordechai, but it was her oh. husband. 
And so she like covered him in trash. That's scandalous. That's what we learned about. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's a a great holiday. But yeah, I'm thinking Haman. Yeah, Jafar is a good, a good. I don't think, I mean, I'm sure Jafar is an anti-Semite too. Oh, Mm. for sure. Like not all evil, not all evil people are anti-Semites, but all Mm. anti-Semites are evil. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, and, and there's no talking monkey though. There's no talking monkey or parrot, and there's what no Aladdin. Gold? Okay, there's, but where did I get the big party thing from? That's that's yeah. A thing. So in the beginning, don't leave of the, that out. No, in the beginning of the story, um, the king uh, wants to hold a party, mm-hmm. and he invites everybody in the kingdom, and the Jewish people go, even though they shouldn't have gone. Um, and he invites his wife Vashti to come and dance at the party. And dance, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> okay. And, okay. Yeah. And Va- and and it says in the in part of the story is that Vashti refused to do it because she had a hundred pimples on her face and she grew a tail. <laughs> so- <laughs> that sounds like something I would say if I wanted to get out of something. Yeah. Like, oh, so- sorry, I can't come to this meeting. I have a hundred pimples on my face, and also I just grew a tail. Yeah. So she I had the famous up. poem song. She had many pimples, and um, so she refused to go. Um, now in, in now in like postmodernism, they've now decided that Vashti is some kind of heroine who like stood up to the patriarchy, and she's like some symbolic feminine like you know hero. Um, but I just can't get behind that. I think that's BS. Like Vashti's a bad person. What? Who, yeah, she's. What not... language was this written in? I know this is a weird question. What the story? The, the book yeah. of Esther is written in Hebrew. In Hebrew, mm-hmm. but th- they were in Mordechai Persia. and Esther wrote the Book of Esther. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aw, like a little family collab. <laughs> yeah. Do well, you think they he wanted to at call the it the Book of Mordechai, and she's like, "No, no, we're going to call it the Book of Esther." Well, actually, the yeah, I mean, there's a conversation. The, the rabbis actually cut to talk about why it's called the Book of Esther, but she was the one who really like believed that they would be able to save, you know, the kingdom and that. She had to, like, have guts. I mean, Mordechai pushed her to do something really dangerous. And she, like, she could have been killed any second. But she hmm. didn't mind. She did it. She held And that's strong. why, She's and a that's big why kids uh, dress up as Queen Esther for that's right. Purim that's right. and other things. And they that's dress right. up as um, Power Rangers. <laughs> exactly. The, the story of the ancient Power Rangers exactly. and Spider-Man. Exactly. Um, are you dressing up? Uh, sometimes I do. It depends. Your, your bo- do your boys dress up? Oh, yeah. It's huge. What do they dress up as? Every year is a whole drama. I mean, <laughs> such a drama. My mother, I mean, this is, I feel bad that I'm throwing my mother under the bus about this, but, you know, <laughs> all I dreamed about as a kid were like, was like buying a costume in the store. Like, mm. that was, like, my friends who, like, bought ready-made costumes, that was just, ugh. And it's perfect because it's off-season, too. They made it in life. We had to, like, build a costume from what materials were available at home. You know what I mean? We didn't buy costumes. (laughs) So every year, my mother would convince us to be one of the women who Ahasuerus, the king, rejected. And that was (laughs) because it was easy to just put on ugly clothes and make your hair hair in a weird hairstyle and put your makeup on crazy. And now you're one of the women. Saddest story (laughs) I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's like everybody dresses up as a princess or a queen and you dress up. Exactly. As like the 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 ugly stepsister. (laughs) Exactly. Of Snow White. And my brothers always have to be homeless people. 
because that what? was <laughs> is that because you live in LA? <laughs> but they were always like, you know, homeless, like just wearing torn clothes. And so, yeah, I think we wow. all have PTSD from that. And all our kids get <laughs> fancy costumes now that we buy in the store, like expensive costumes. Because I wow. just don't ever want my kids to go through that. But people but people in your community don't do the whole like bunny, like they'll just put bunny ears and be like, I'm a bunny. Yeah, people or, do you that know. for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But people get um, creative. I have some friends who get super creative with their family. Are there any scandalous costumes? No, it's not like sexy perm costumes. No. I, There's no, I don't know oh, why I'm your mind went that way because you're always thinking about one thing. Because scandalous <laughs> doesn't have to be sexy. Oh, uh, what else be, is it? I don't know. Politically incorrect oh. or offensive. Mm, they've tried to stop all that. Like the schools make a lot of rules about what you're allowed to do and not allowed to wear. And like, but yeah, I've last year I saw people with like Trump heads and like, I don't know. But they're they're pretty cre- people are pretty creative. Yeah, the problem is um, for me and and Halloween or anytime you need to dress up is I never can think of anything good. And then when I go out that night not dressed up, um, I see all these great costumes, <laughs> right. and I tell myself I have to remember this for next year, and I never do. Why don't you? I always buy a really fun, colorful wig. Just do that. I don't. I, I don't Not know. Not a clown I'm, wig, but like a really nice, pretty one. But different I colors. also actually really don't like to put on a costume. Yeah, I. You're like, you're just not fun. I'm. I, it's true. I'm it's true. And I don't. You know, I, I don't celebrate Jewish holidays appropriately. Oh my God. Um. So this year so, we're going to celebrate Purim. You're going to celebrate yeah. this year. If if you come to New York to celebrate Purim with me, I will. I will dress up. I'm going to send that? an army of Chabad kids to read you the Megillah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell them to tell you that you're supposed to listen to it 10 times a day on Purim. Oh, so my I'm, God. You can listen to it for 10 it's times. Like trolling the seculars again. Yes. And I'm going to tell them that you have to. they should charge you for it. You're supposed to pay $100 <laughs> for each reading. No, it has to be some like Jewish number, like 180. Yeah, 180 dollars, right? 18 dollars. Don't we love things that are like exactly cost 18 dollars mm-hmm. or 180 dollars? Exactly. Um. Well, well, that was my question. So, so our friend who, um, you know who you are. I'm not not mentioning your name, um, but our our darling listener, um, write the date of Purim. Adar Kafbet Adar. I'm kidding. No, the 14th uh, of Adar. 14th of Adar, which is March something. 17th, I think. And you can get your um, landlord a nice bottle of, I know, absolute vodka is kosher. Well, most yeah, the whiskey, most liquors, all of it. Plain liquor is fine. Whis- any whiskey or bourbon. Any or, whiskey, yeah. yeah. Just I nothing think. with like bacon in it. No bacon exactly. flavored whiskey. Exactly. Something Good like call. that. Good call. Good <laughs> call. So what, how long are you going to be on the road? And what are you like? What's your plan now? Um, so I'm staying in Colorado for another week or so, and then I think I'm going to uh, Northern California to uh, do some work and meet some friends. Oh, my God. Um, hopefully, present company included. Yes, and then hopefully. I will go to um, Los Angeles. So, I feel yeah, like I trying. Can, I feel like it would be better for me to convince my husband to come meet you in San Francisco if I say we're doing an investigation on what's okay. happening in the city. Like for yeah. our podcasts, like we're going to do a deep investigation into like mm-hmm. the homeless crisis or I don't know. something. Yeah. Well, we can look for homeless Jewish people and give them like, oh, that's a Jewish idea. things like sh- Shabbat candles. Like that's what they're missing in their lives. Like, yeah. excuse me, mister, with the needle hanging out of your arm. Are you Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> here's here's a yeah. hamantash. 
<laughs> maybe they're just maybe they're all just dressed up as homeless people like your brother. <laughs> We'll be like, do you think it's Purim today? Because it's not. Go back to your regular (laughs) house. Um, I think we can think of a good. Well, how about we do we we can commit to a certain number of mitzvahs. Yeah, we can do that in San Francisco. And um, and then we can we can go to Chabad because honestly, and and this, this sounds kind of silly, but. I feel like these places that are maybe ultra liberal, like I wouldn't mind going to visit the Chabad there just like to support them because yeah, I feel like totally. they probably don't get a lot of like action there. I have some friends who are Chabad up there, so we can definitely yeah. go visit them. Well, like totally. Chabad of Berkeley. Like, let's go to visit totally. Chabad of Berkeley. I know them. Um, we should. Yeah. They're I'm, the coolest people. We should go visit them. I'm down. But the, um, like the thing the is, trenches. I can't I can't get past this thing. Sorry to bring this up again every episode. But like you just <laughs> the travel by yourself mm-hmm. and you just like do your own thing and you don't have to like answer to anyone. I just I've never had that in my life. I just it's unbelievable. I only answer to Hashem. That is That's- beautiful. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, I'm not without um, boundaries, obviously. Like I said, you know, I'm working. So I right. m- m- my daytime is, is pretty much kind of, um, you know, in front of my computer or my phone. Uh, and I'm relying a lot on others. So um, I'm staying with with friends here and there and, right. I'm, you know, meeting up friends in different places. So I have to, um, you know, connect to their schedule. But it is... Um, it, yeah, it, it is a nice sense of freedom, although uh, this is the cheesiest thing ever. Um, but it, I, I do think freedom is like, you know, from within because like wherever you go, there yeah. you are. Right. So that's true. I'm, I'm stressed out about work in beautiful Utah as much as I'm stressed out about work in my, you know, apartment in New York. Yeah. Or so it, it's not necessarily like you see the open roads and you're like, I'm a free bird. Right. Um, right. But no, it is beautiful. I understand that. And there's a lot of things to see, a lot of gorgeous things to see in this country um, that I really recommend people who have never, you know, who who like to stay on the coasts, uh, go kind of see, uh, see America and meet America. But I did, I did realize, I did find out that every place I've been to, even if it's like a remote city, a remote little town, they all have this like hipstery Brooklyn style pretentious (laughs) bar. (laughs) Of course. Of that course. has like some fancy cocktail that costs oh my fourteen dollars. <laughs> of so course, you can they always do. count on one of those. You know where my friends are going for Passover this year? Where? I'm just fascinated by this. They are going to Croatia. Oh, I, I heard Croatia is beautiful. I really want to go there. Yeah, should I start a GoFundMe to raise money so that I can go to Croatia, to go to Croatia? <laughs> for Passover? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I don't what? What would you be? Um, yeah. Well, that whole area, I think, like, that, that part of the Mediterranean is supposed to be really beautiful. But, like, if there's a war with Ukraine, is that too close? I'm just not sure. I don't know. I don't I know. think about I, it. I always, you know, I feel like if there's a war, like, I tell people if they want to go to Israel, like, if, if there's a war, then you just, you know, you get more more for your money. You're, you're getting to see more action. Oh, my God. You know? Oh, yeah. It's so <laughs> fun in the bomb shelters. It's just, you're, wow. You're what close to the action. Yeah, what an experience. But we also have a very, in Israel, we have a di- very different sense of, like, geography. So if something happens, like, I remember one time, um, do you remember a few years ago there was, like, a, a, a terrorist attack in Canada where a guy, like, drove into a building or something? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Vaguely. So um, 
that week or that day, there was um, a terrorist act in Jerusalem. And I had just spoken to my parents, and I know they were in Jerusalem, so I called them. And I said, um, are you okay? And they're like, yeah, why wouldn't we be? And I'm like, you're in Jerusalem. Haven't you heard there was a terrorist attack? And my father was like, yeah, but it was on the other side of town. I didn't call you when something happened in Canada. <laughs> So, That's funny. you know, like half a mile or a mile for us is like very, very far away. Well, so if something's Americans, happening in like the north. Yeah. Americans are not good at that either at geography. I mean, anything outside of America, everyone thinks is right next to each other. Like they people <laughs> probably think if something happens in Japan that Ukraine is affected. I don't know. Like people don't really know geography. Well, I just think there's like such vast like space here that we don't yeah. have. Um, in other yeah. in other places in other countries that um, you know I was I was sitting at a bar the other night and I was talking to somebody about Israel and he asked me if I'm from Haifa and I said that um, I said Haifa is far away from where I live it's it's about an hour drive <laughs> and the bartender heard that and he laughed and he's like an hour is like what I drove to get to work today yeah it's so different um, that's yeah, true a lot so. of Americans don't have passports they've never left the country. Yeah. It's very normal for an American not to have been outside of America. It is. It is. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this in their defense. Um, there are so many beautiful things to see here. Oh, if yeah. If you haven't left your state, then you're an idiot. Right. But, you know, if you if if you spend a lot of time traveling and seeing other parts of America, then I think that's I always a good say thing. this. It's funny. I, I might have said before. Sorry. But um, with birthright, you know, we we try to promote birthright to Jewish students, to American kids. And we're like, oh, and we're going to go white water rafting and we're going to go hiking and we're going to go this. And you take Americans who like actually go white water rafting yeah. and you bring them to the Jordan River that looks like <laughs> my backyard and that someone peed in it. And you put them in a little tube thing and you push them down this river. It's so pathetic. I mean, I love the Jordan River, don't get me wrong, yeah. but we shouldn't advertise it as some big adventure. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. going to Knott's Berry Farm and going on ra raging ra waters. I mean, it's not <laughs> that different yeah because really <laughs> think they have like the best everything i know it's just it's not comparable that's really interesting i didn't think about that yeah just stick to the camels and the yeah exactly and the, the camel ride i mean hiking masada fine it's not easy but like it's not yeah. like hike. I mean, go to the Rocky Mountains. I mean, go. I, I, it's just you can't compare. I mean. Yeah. Well, I was just I was talking to some people because I was um I was here. I was hiking and I, I went to see some pet petroglyphs. Is that how how you say them? I mean, do really, I look really like cool. I know anything about outdoors. What are you asking me? <laughs> it's not it's, about. It's like the the Native American <laughs> like you know uh, sketches. And, oh, oh, yeah. And they're so cool. I really went and I sought them out. When I when I spotted them, I was like, oh my god, I am in the presence of history. This wow. is like from from 2000 years ago and then i'm like oh wait i grew up in israel like yeah. everything is <laughs> thousands of and thousands of years old in my neighborhood but it's still that, cool in my neighborhood the houses that were born that were built in 1950 have a plaque that they're part of the historical society really okay? you go to israel wow. you go to the burnt house in is in jerusalem which is like mm -hmm. a, uh they've dug up like a house that the the high priests oh my gosh sorry mm -hmm. hold on um, the high priests, like the priests lived in. I mean, those houses are 2,000 years old. Yeah. They deserve a no. plaque. <laughs> That's some good construction they, right there. They got a plaque a 1,000 years ago. And yeah, now the exactly. plaque deserves a plaque. Oh, my gosh. That reminds okay. me. I mean, we should probably wrap up soon, but that reminds mm -hmm. not to be Camille, but that reminds me <laughs> um, that um, 
when I visited uh, what's the what's it called in London, the Tower Museum in London. Mm. It's so old that there's a picture. I, I, I just found it so fascinating. There's a a, a, a drawing of um, people. It's from the 1700s, and it's people in the museum in the 1700s. Oh, like, that's so cool. It's so cool. It's just like that's how old this place is that like people have been coming here to look at it as a museum for hundreds of years. Yeah, that, that Not kind like, of stuff blows my mind. I know. I know. I love London. Okay. Anyway, anything um, else before we hop off since it's Friday and I have to cook for no. 40 students and I haven't done anything yet? Oh, my gosh. I still didn't ask you who's coming over, but we'll talk about <laughs> it next week. Um, exactly. Shabbat shalom. Everybody, um, unless you're an anti-Semite, please subscribe to our podcast. Um, <laughs> and you can find us on Apple or on Paloma Media. Or Spotify. And We're still on or Spotify. Spotify. Uh, yeah, we've decided not to pull our podcast on oh Spotify. God. Maybe we should just to get more listeners like, and make a big <laughs> deal about it. Like, <laughs> FYI, we are pulling our podcast from Spotify. And then like a week later, just put it back on. Yeah, but it's not because of that. We have to find out some different reason why we pulled our podcast from Spotify. <laughs> um, exactly. But uh, yeah, send us your questions on Twitter. Or you can also email uh, PalomaMediaNYC at gmail.com. And uh, Shabbat Shalom and, and tell happy your friends. Purim. Yes. And tell your friends about us and send tell it Tell your them. friends because honestly, they'll love you forever because everybody that listens to this podcast is like, <laughs> this changed my life. I don't know what what we kind have, of human I was before. Oh, totally. So it's I so, think it's they'll, so I think endearing. Your friends will thank you from rabbis to, um, you know, people to who priests. have never met a Jew in their life from rabbis to priests. <laughs> Uh, okay thank you yeah, right. be Shabbat safe shalom. don't talk to strangers be careful I, that's all i'm doing here okay, okay bye bye, bye.